Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Some people say that the United States won the space race because we put a man on the moon. I say because we sent monkeys to space instead of dogs. The USSR fell because they sent dogs to space and people just could not find it as funny as sending a chimp into space. That's why they're all, they don't smile there. They're not happy. No, because they're like, we know what we did. Yeah. We sent the less funny animal to space. We're not that funny as a people. (laughs) And now they know that. Yeah. Yeah. So they just drink and play chess now. Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, what's up? My name is Crypto King, and the, and, and I am indeed the king of crypto. You're and my crypto knight. <laughs> I don't get it. Is that? Oh yeah. Oh right. It's a comic book reference. You wouldn't get it. That anyway. would be your weakness. Go ahead. Okay, so and because I'm into crypto. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so today we're talking about a very special topic indeed it is a topic that i think a lot of people are in fact fascinated by including myself what is that it is the topic of extraterrestrial encounters oh my god i am interested in that aka ufos yes now look i get it okay everyone says oh well you know ufos is not extraterrestrials come on we all know it is shut up (laughs) (laughs) shut up yeah, well, Just I mean, shut up! I hate it. Yeah, no, I hate it's it. unidentified flying objects. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, we got it. That no government can identify. So they don't know what it was. They don't know but where. But we came all from. know what we hope it was and think it was. I read a meme that was like, "What if UFOs are just billionaires visiting from other planets?" Sure. And I thought the that was pretty brilliant. Of the other planet. Yeah, of course. Or time travelers, time traveling billionaires. I firmly believe it's time traveling billionaires. I've always said that. Yeah, you I, and I've always agreed. Thank you. And said that. So I thought it would be an interesting topic to bring into the fold, if you will, people who are of official stance in our government for the first half of the show. Um, (laughs) Then not for the second half. Well, there's not that many. (laughs) Okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. You understand? Yeah. Um, Yeah, and talk about how they experienced encounters with UFOs. And when I say that they had experience with UFOs, it doesn't mean extraterrestrials or, or whatever. Yeah. But even though you just said you know, it does, we're hoping it does. Yeah. That's all. 
So, do you know who Edgar Mitchell is? No, I don't know any of these people, but I will oh, believe whatever you say about them. Shit. If you're like, he's the highest ranking. I was counting on you knowing everything Master about Edgar, Chief. Edgar Mitchell. Now I'm fucked. I have nowhere to go. Oh. Oh, I could. I'm lost. I could change it. Mark, yeah, can we fine. change that? I, I do know him intimately. <clears throat> See, what I hate about that is that Mark will probably edit it to help you. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, happened seldom for me, by the way. A little inside baseball. All right. So, astronaut Edgar, Mit- Edgar Mitchell, he's best known for saving the Apollo 14 mission. Okay. When they're headed towards the surface of the moon, he typed in some lines of code. He was able to um, save the mission when they were sure that maybe they would have to abort. I see. The pretty badass thing. So you believe in aliens and the moon landing? Wow. Wow, that's quite a leap you just what a, did. What a niche. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. <laughs> Off to a great start. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but he claims uh, later in life, he claims that top military officials had hidden evidence of UFOs. And when I say that, I'm talking, he says, potentially alien spacecraft. That he they, said aliens? That's what he says. Potentially alien spacecraft. That they were particularly fond, and that these spacecraft were particularly fond of hovering over the White Sands testing range in New Mexico, which we've all heard before. Yeah. When we talk about these secret government sites. Right. Um, and he also grew up in New Mexico, so he has a particular understanding of New Mexico and what people around New Mexico were saying. And he says that it was always a testing ground for atomic weapons. And that's what the ETs were interested in while they were there. Mm-hmm. This is not me saying this. All right. This is Edgar, Edgar Mitchell, who was on the Apollo 14 mission. I hope that's okay with you. Yeah, he whispered into my ear that same message. See? See? I don't know what that means. He said, hey, would you like some space invaders? And I was like, I, yeah, I guess. I, didn't, I just was curious. It's a good game. Uh, a little dated for me, though. Oh. Just like that joke. No, it's fine. Uh, so they wanted to know about our military capabilities, which uh-huh. is what we tend to hear. There's like a through line with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Where, where it tends to be about our nuclear capability and they're, they're wanting to involve themselves in that. Which I will say would make sense too if a different government was spying on us. Like they, it would make sense that they would want to know what our military capabilities are. That's what you would think. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying the official, like, you know how people, like, they're like, well, yeah. we, we don't know if there are other governments that are trying to spy on our military, blah, blah, blah. It makes sense that they, like, that's what they, would be happening. I put it like this. If the ants or dolphins had nukes, mm-hmm. I think we'd be paying attention. Absolutely. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to be even minded here. Because we already pay attention to dolphins and they just do great tricks. They, uh, well, whales do, do the like the crazy sounds and the echolocation. No, but that's not as and good. And dolphins? Dolphins they, can hit a, uh, a beach ball from their nose. Do you know that I was reading this thing that dolphins will purposely aggravate puffer fish so that they'll puff all up and then they use them as a, as a soccer ball? <laughs> See, dolphins are great. <laughs> dolphins dolphins are, are meme lords, dude. So mean. That's incredible. <laughs> um, they're assholes. They're assholes, but that's why, yeah. you know, people get upset. And I, you know, I hope I don't piss off too many people, but when I talk about dolphins in captivity, mm-hmm. doing sick tricks, yeah, you know, whatever they're doing, you know, they, they got dolphins doing half pipes now. Mm-hmm. But point being, I think it's a little bit of justice for all those puffer fish out there. 
my god. Yeah, I do. I think That's it's so a little stupid. bit justice. So stupid. Thank you. I think that. And I'm Steve Green, and I think that. Thank okay, you. great. Officially on the, on the recorded. Yeah. Uh, and Mark, I'm sure you'll edit that to favor Nikki, but whatever. What if dolphins have been in communication with uh, aliens like lo- way longer than humans? Well, they, uh, I'll say this: aliens haven't been helping them much. I watched the cove. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. What the aliens give them? Like, hey, uh, you know, maybe that's why they're not team- even the ability to dodge a fishing net. Maybe Nothing. the cove is why they're teaming up with no. the aliens. No. It's All right. Up. Okay. Well, what you're gonna say is that the aliens like stop nukes from being. Uh, launched or whatever, like they, you know, they went they to this testing site. Right, they had an interest. Per Edgar, well, Edgar I'm just, you know, and an making an analogy to the dolphins. Like we still blew up Hiroshima, so I mean, it's not like the aliens really helped that, did they? So maybe that the cove was the dolphins Hiroshima, and I'm just still, I'm in La La Land, and want to believe that both dolphins and humans communicated with. Just humans. so you know, Nikki Lima to the internet, we did Hiroshima. Yeah, and, and me. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> I had nothing to do with Hiroshima. Nikki's like, we did it. The US of A. No, I had nothing did to do with that. it. I don't endorse it at all. They did that. No. I had to read about it. So did I. And, and you know what? It wasn't my favorite subject. No, it wasn't. So just so, saying. Edgar Mitchell was talking about how they were trying to help create peace on earth. Okay. And... This is all beliefs that he had. He wasn't sure, but this is what he had experienced with their interactions. He also said that um, two years after the landing on the moon, uh, when he abruptly left NASA, he divorced his wife. He founded the Institute for Noetic Sciences. He used that as a platform to discuss exploring new worlds in ways separate from known science or religion. He kind of became convinced that ETs had been visiting Earth and helping humanity along a more spiritual path. Now, none of this has anything to do with any of the moon missions he's officially part of. So this is where people start to go like, well, maybe he went to Kooky Land. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, because the official part of Edgar Mitchell never really talked about this stuff. It was just about collecting rocks on the moon. And stuff. That's correct. Yeah. And like executing the mission code and like getting it done. Right. But then like afterwards, he became Mr. Like, yeah, no, like he had seen some shit and he's like, I believe that this is what they're here for. Yeah. It makes sense. Well, I mean... When you think about it, because people are always like, well, if, you know, we're like a third world country to aliens. Why would aliens have any interest in visiting Earth? If if us using nukes on Earth had a ripple effect throughout the universe and the galaxies, it would make sense that an alien from another planet's like, yo, I have to live in the same universe as you. Like, let's cool it with the freaking nukes over here. Exactly. So jumping forward in time now, we're... At a period of time where we now have an international space station. Okay. Okay. There's a Russian cosmonaut named Ivan Wagner. Okay. And I just pronounced that correctly in Russian. Got it. He's orbiting the Earth aboard the ISS. He captures footage of potential UFOs while recording videos of the Aurora Borealis. Is what they call it in is Russia. Is that the Russian way they to say, say that? A Borealis. Uh, that sounds Italian. Well, so, at least you the gesture. <laughs> No, 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 that's how they do it in Russia. They gesture like that? They do. Okay. And um, so he says, he called the video Space Guests or how I filmed the new time lapse. Okay? Oh, that's what he wrote with in caption to his video. Mm. Um, it shows the aurora passing near Antarctica, but in the video you don't just see the aurora. And I'm going to show Nikki this video right 
No. Oh, Mark, if for and the Mark, I will YouTubers, show the people this video for the well. YouTube community watching. Yes. We will show the video part. We will show the video part. As Is there sound? Well. I mean, maybe the audio listeners can hear the sound. There's no sound in space. Holy oh, shit. It's from space. I forgot. Good Lord. I thought you were talking about Antarctica. What, what are you talking about? I don't what know. What are you talking about? I barely know what you're saying. Okay, watch this video. It's okay. okay. See, there is sound. Well, that's, yeah, the sound's from space. Okay. Though. I'm just saying, is there sound? That's the sound that space makes. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, I know you know. I fucking read about it. I know you know. Okay, so there's the Aurora Borealis. Thank you. And it's going across the earth. It's beautiful. It's, nice. it's like dancing. Dancing lights. It's amazing. It's Our world's amazing. Show. What? All these little lights. Those aren't stars? No. Look how they're descending. What? No. Yeah, watch this shit. That's just the Earth orbiting. Wait, what are you talking about? Right? Those are not stars, bro. Those aren't stars? What? See? What do you mean? Why is it still there, then, if it's a star? Why is it going down past the horizon? See what I'm saying? Oh, they're going... What? I'm so confused. I guess uh, it just looks like the Earth is rotating and the stars are passing by. Well, that's not what you're supposed to see. Oh, okay. You're supposed My to bad. Be... Oh, wait, I saw some other things. That's what I'm saying. Okay, there's some other things over here. Yeah, watch. Oh, but these are all... These are stars. No. What? Shut no, your mouth. It doesn't pick it up like that. Okay, well, I don't know what I'm looking at because it just looks like I'm in a planetarium so at Griffith Observatory listen, looking at stars. Why even do a UFO episode with a skeptic? I thought it was going to be like blue skies and like clearly UFOs coming out. It's like in space. Freaking gray bodies dropping out. blue spies and blue no, skies in space? No, I thought I'd see a clear <laughs> hovercrafts and like death stars and shit. Not like oh, some, you, some some twinkling stars. Oh, you thought you'd see death stars? Because you know what I expect to see in space? Twinkling yeah. stars. And that's exactly what that looked like. Yeah, twinkling stars that go past the horizon and okay, into, well, into the planet's Okay, well, YouTube viewers can, can have my back on that one. Yeah, I think they will not. Because <laughs> they will say, yeah, where's the death stars? I don't think I see a death star. So exactly. Thanks. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> incredible. <laughs> um, so, I just got debunked live. It's horrible. Yeah, it you're bad. welcome. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't know. I it's really humbling. don't know. No, what's great is that um, I just don't... I don't know what this is. I felt like it was perhaps... Um, I don't ice or something. I, I I don't know what it was. Ice? Yeah, ice. There's a lot of break off. I mean, if you're filming from the ISS, okay. There's a lot of break off ice that happens from that particular place. Sorry, my brain just went to like the deportation service. Um, but okay. I thought it was the deportation. Uh, yeah, service. that's what I was. Yeah, I was thanks. thoroughly well. Aliens and illegal. Hey, good point. Okay. Anyway. Um. So now that we're back on track. Yes. He shared this footage, and you know, many people have different thoughts about it. So I thought it was an interesting thing. It's almost an interpreta interpretational thing. You can view it however you wish. Um, I do think that if there, just my own personal sidebar here, I do think that if there are UFOs that are going to kind of move around a little bit, not just go down. That's what I am saying. It looks like freaking um that game that that like that old 80s game but that's why i wanted to do this episode uh -huh. is actually do ufos the right way yeah where it's like not just they didn't look like they were moving around exactly they weren't they were going down there every, it the looks whole like time. stars but this is cited as something in the ufo community that's perhaps 
extraterrestrial. Disinfo. Personally, I agree with that, but I didn't want okay. to break character. Well, That's fine. All right. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, that said, I have an interesting Harry Truman quote for you guys. Do you, do you all know who Harry Truman is? Um, he was on that one TV show, right? The Truman Show? He was on the Truman Show. <laughs> um, you actually, you know, quoted one of his uh, works, the Hiroshima bombing. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, right. So, Harry Truman is quoted as saying, I can assure you that flying saucers, given that they exist, are not constructed by any power on Earth. That was the President of the United States. Um, so that's why a lot of this stuff, look, and, and we live in a fortunate time where now the UFO subject is being treated with more credence. There's a lot more like yeah. credibility weighed to it because there's government insiders who have come out and said like, yeah, we don't know what these things are. Mm-hmm. necessarily doesn't mean every sighting means they don't know what they are but there's there's many sightings where they just don't know what the fuck it is did you see that one video clip of um that supposedly came from the kgb oh also russia oh. i did not what is it um it was of an actual alien after uh, a, sp- a ufo crash landed the fuck How yeah there was like one that? on Something the ground incredible. yeah i'll show it to you are you talking about the, like Fox footage from like 1995? I don't know. I just found it today and I don't even know. Like it was some random YouTube channel. So, I mean, it's probably been thoroughly debunked. Is it the shitty one where he like he like is sitting blankly on a table? No, no. And it's no. gray and white? No, okay. not that okay, one. Okay, okay. No, no. Because that one's pretty shitty, I yeah. thought. <laughs> okay. Although. This one, they did, did a pretty good job of making it look like it was like secretly recorded, you know, and then the aliens got mad. would be a motherfucker if the aliens did look like a just dummy that got made like i mean it kind of did look like ilm that. it kind of did look like that and that i'm like okay so one of two ways either one you know obviously the most obvious is like this is so stupid like someone just like put a yeah. really shitty made costume together yeah and then the other one is like what if they made the costumes to look like the aliens so that it could always be seen as crazy that's so. why the aliens would be you know it'd be next level genius if they looked like ILM puppets. <laughs> oh, what's ILM? Oh, Industrial Light and Magic, like the Star Wars um, oh. company that does like all these Hollywood blockbusters. Oh, right. But they also, I mean, ba- I should have actually done, you know, more of like um, Jim Hansen's Creature Works. But my all right, well, sucked. you know, po- polish your bit and then bring it back through the next yeah, episode, no, I, I, please. You know, yeah. I'll work on it. We'll get on to the next one, huh, Mark? Uh, so, uh, Harry Truman says, given they exist, are not constructed by any power on Earth. So, Gordon Cooper is an astronaut. Okay. He saw a saucer fly over a dry lake bed and land with a tripod-like landing gear. And he then took pictures of it. So, like, you're talking like he's flying in an aircraft. Mm -hmm. He sees this craft land... Like, actually have a landing gear. Yeah. He takes out a camera. He shoots footage of it. He gets the film back. It He can see it. It's there on the camera. Uh-huh. He says that he was instructed to put it into, like, a, an envelope, ship it off to, to um, the Defense Department, where it was never seen again. Like, he can't find it. He's He didn't make copies? He was instructed not to. 
oh. just to send them the negatives and like just send it along. But that's the thing about it that because I've heard about that photo actually for years. Uh-huh. I've heard about that that actually exists and that some people in Congress who are like on the intelligence committee have seen it. But then, you know, here we are and it's never been declassified. We don't get to see it because we're peasants. I know. I hate it. Um, and I don't know that that's true, but that's what I heard. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so an Air Force captain also reported two objects in the skies above Elkin, Elkins Park, Montgomery County on July 19th, 1952. As noted in Project Blue Book, which was the, at the time, a secret government agency that, or a secret government program that was looking into UFO encounters and like trying to find, like, they, they debunked a lot of UFO stuff, by the way. Mm. Like, like stuff that was like weather balloons or like bullshit. And I know we all associate weather balloons with being like a government cover up move, but like they actually did, like. Yeah, have you seen a weather balloon? Yeah, it's pretty it, weird. It does look pretty weird. Yeah. And even, um, um, Air Force pilots and mm-hmm. Navy pilots have accidentally identified weather balloons as something they couldn't identify until yeah. they got close to them and like, oh my god, it's a weather balloon. I could totally so it, understand it, that. It does happen. Yeah, it's not that absurd, but that's why it's also perhaps a great excuse for an incident like Roswell. Well, that's why they call it unidentified flying object <laughs> and not alien craft because it could be a, just an actual identif- unidentified flying object. Exactly right. Um, so he says that. The objects appeared to fly four times faster than conventional aircraft. They had a faint tinge of red and made zero noise. Months later... Oh, yeah. I've heard this. All aliens drive hybrid spacecraft. They do. They don't make... They're like Priuses. They don't make any noise. Yeah. You got to look You gotta look both ways. Yeah. You, really bright lights, though. They should really like look into some, I don't know, infrared... How do they fix that? Yeah. Like infrared or like do some like thermal lighting or yeah, something. Because the bomber doesn't even really have lights on We it. can see you... The aliens are idiots about lights, huh? Idiots. Maybe they, their light spectrum, they can't see those lights. You know what I think it is? I think it's... I think like the guys who like blast their music next to you and they're like, yo, look at my shit. <laughs> yeah. I think it's that. Uh, it I think could aliens be. are very vain. Like they're very into noise pollution. Exactly. Yeah. But in visual And that's why sense. I don't like them. I don't it's know. like, oh, you want world peace? How about you turn your brights off, dude? Yeah. Hey, you want to talk about, about nukes? Like I'm in a cornfield. You're the, the only thing I see right now. Yeah. Have a less flashy uh, vehicle. So months later, an off-duty Air Force Reserve captain saw another object above Allentown. He was flying at about 10,000 feet in a single-engine uh, plane. Mm-hmm. The object appeared to be following him, and and he says, if what I saw was a physical object, the rapidity with which it altered its course was astonishing, which, was, which tends to be like a, a, a thread that carries throughout all this stuff when it comes to David Fravor and all these people who are official government people reporting their incidents they all say the kind of the same thing mm-hmm. they can maneuver in ways that defy our physics or our understanding of, of physics at the moment okay not bob lazar's understanding of physics okay. there you go preach girl that's what i'm saying there it is i'm so jealous you know that Cassim g got a signed copy uh, signed uh, got a signed autograph sign of bob lazar G, wait, he walked up to Bob Lazar and think, said, sign this? I think he might have even met him. I can't remember. I just got really jealous. I saw you know, story. our buddy Richard Ryan knows Bob Lazar. What? Yeah, he like knows him as Bob from United Nuclear. That's because, cool. Yeah, and, and he didn't even know until he was on the Joe Rogan show. And then Richard's texting me like, I can't even fucking believe 
Bob Lazar had an alien encounter. I know this guy for years. He didn't have an, did he have an alien encounter? I, I don't think, I thought he just worked on the physics well, no, part No, he of says it. at one point that he looked into a room and saw a cat who was like super small and oh, like was, it was weird. Okay. But, and he said, he said he didn't know what it was and doesn't know that it was an alien, but he was like, it was weird. Could have been a very short person. Could have just been a short person. Mm-hmm. Like our friend Jess Lozama, who's five foot one. Exactly. Like my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> just exactly like your grandma. Like my grandma. Yeah. Like your grandma. Could have been someone's grandma, okay? We just don't know. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar doesn't know, but he but he just knows a grandma wears a trench coat. That is weird, I have to say. I'm going to wear a trench coat when I'm a grandma. So that's what throws the whole thing off, I guess. See? Um. So, yeah. I'm a flash people, too. Oh, please. Uh, we can cut that. Why not? Live your life. <laughs> <laughs> On September 14th, 1952, a commercial pilot flying near uh, an Air Force base says he witnessed a blue light with tremendous horizontal speed. According to Project, Project Blue Book, others on the ground also said they witnessed an object that looked like a watermelon. The base closed in 69, and today a Pennsylvania Air National Guard facility is, is um, and is today a, a Pennsylvania. Wait, what did they mean it looked like a watermelon? Guard. Like it was, like they saw it was a shaped floating... like a watermelon. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was big though. It was, it was. I was like, it could have just been a watermelon. Well, no, <laughs> they just, they didn't say it was big. They just said it looked like a watermelon. And it was flying? They said it was watermelon sized. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, yeah. That's what it says. I don't know. Does it spin? They said it was green. I would like to picture it in my mind. Does it have and the it little stripes? Seeds, you asshole. Um, declassified re- records suggest that the U.S. military investigated 12,618 UFO incidents worldwide between 47 and 1969. Okay. And were able to explain all of them but 701 reports. So that's what I'm talking about where I say yeah. a lot of these things are bullshit. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I remember being living in San Diego, California, and there was a test of at the time, I don't know if you guys remember this, but George W. Bush had a continuation of Ronald Reagan's Star Wars program where you could launch a nuclear missile and they would hit your missile with another missile. It was called Star Wars. What? This is what Reagan did in like 86, I think. So George W. brought this back in like, I don't know, 2002 or some shit. I'm living in San Diego, California at the time. And I see a fucking missile going off with a contrail, but like there's enough smoke and clouds in the sky where me and my neighbors are like, what the fuck is this? We oh, have yeah. no idea what it is. I, I remember something like that happening to, I don't know if it was the same time period. It was whack. But I, yeah, it was crazy. It was confirmed whack at the time. And mm-hmm. we were all like, this is fucking whack. Mm-hmm. But then it was just a missile going off. It was just a missile. But that's what I mean, though. You just don't know. It's an unidentified flying object totally. until you hear otherwise. You oh, just yeah, don't know yeah. what the fuck it is. Um, but in it, and because we're human beings and we try to associate things with things we've seen before, immediately one of the first things I associate with is extraterrestrial aircraft. Absolutely. I don't know what the fuck it is. And, I, and what are my extraterrestrial aircraft references, by the way? The Independence Day movies. <laughs> and at the time, there's only one. Yeah, same. So that's what I mean. Yeah. We take from pop culture and try to justify. Well, because your brain like, is like, if it sees something it's never seen before, it's just trying to, it's just trying to attach it to something it's seen before for sure. Exactly right. Yeah. So have you heard of Pennsylvania's Roswell? No, I have not. Well, when we come back. I'm going to hear about it. That's exactly what we're going to talk about. Pennsylvania had its own Roswell incident. Bet you didn't hear about that. And if you did and you're from Pennsylvania... Uh, you got me this Good time, for but you. I will get you next time. I really thought you were going to say Pennsylvania Railroad because that's what I 
That's what my brain associates with Pennsylvania because you Monopoly. Pennsylvanian son of a bitch. You got me again, but I will get you next time. Buy whatever we tell you to buy. Sell whatever we tell you to sell. What, what coins? Uh, all of it. Get out. <laughs> get it. It's fucked. Get out. <laughs> we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark, Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> and we're back. Welcome back. The Pennsylvania Railroad. What? Go ahead. Take it away, what? Steve. Take it away. Don't host if you can't handle it. Pennsylvania Roswell. Thank you. So we're back with the Pennsylvania Roswell incident. So imagine, and if you will, please close your eyes. What do you see? A bright flashing light. It was reported in Canada and as far away as Indiana, my hometown, go Colts, Michigan, and Ohio. But it happened in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Oh. When a fire was reported in the woods outside of a small town in southwest Pennsylvania, the U.S. military rushed to the scene. The incident was on December 9th, 1965. Okay. The U.S. Air Force uh, dispatched a team for investigating UFOs to Kecksburg, which is a small, unincorporated town about 30 miles south east of Pittsburgh. For years, officials said nothing was recovered from the fire scene. But then, in 2005, NASA, I don't know if you ever heard of that. I heard of them. They issued a statement that it had studied fragments from Kecksburg and that the incident might have been caused by a crashed Russian satellite. Huh. 
The UFO group Coalition for Freedom of Information later filed a right-to-know request with NASA for the records. In response, NASA said it could not find the records, which, you know... They're really bad record keepers, I guess? They're bad record keepers, and that's what everyone believes. They did lose a lot of their budget. Maybe they lost the record-keeping person. They lost the record-keeping part of the budget. <laughs> and that's what everyone believes. Yeah, And exactly. that's what the story's about. As everyone believes that. Is that we need to put more into the space program so they can hey, hire, think that, so yeah, they can hire back the record keeper. Uh, the military is playing a shell game in changing the way it classifies UFOs now as unidentified aerial phenomena is basically what, what, um, what's, what the game is being played is what people will, Okay, Their terminology recently changed from UFO to UAP largely to dissuade Freedom of Information Act requests for UFOs. Military could claim that they have little to no information on UFOs, which is what I've always been saying. I've been saying this for years. I'm like, or well, since like two years ago, where they just all of a sudden started using UAPs. I was like, why are they doing this? That but makes sense. That makes way more sense, right? Um, but that's what people reported seeing at the time. Um, so the the fire that was reported seeing, uh, uh that was seen mm-hmm. by everyone, people saw. A unidentified flying object, and to this day, there's actually a model of the Kecksburg UFO that stands outside of a local firehouse. Someone like from the pictures created a model. Well, no, from the um, their memory from seeing it. Oh, from their memory from many people seeing it. That's hard to do. It's pretty crazy. From memory, and there's a, a couple other things like that that I will get to in a little bit. You ever try to draw something from memory? It's so hard. I do it like shit. We tried to do one where the I did cartoons? Like cartoons yeah. and I was like, shit. I know. You should watch the video. It's a great video, but it's I really did funny. like, you should watch Nikki's part of it. I did Steve like does shit. an abstract. It's very nice, honey. It's a creative version of. Yeah, but I did like, I didn't, I, you know, it's, I didn't do I mean, it good. That's all relative. That's well, don't bring up a video all, if I didn't do good. That's all perception. I think that it's quite nice. It's original. I laughed a lot, but that was because I was having a jovial time. Oh, is that why? Mm-hmm. Not because I was doing a shit time. No, absolutely not. Okay, cool. Thank you. That actually makes me feel better. Thank you. Good. So, one of the most significant UFO UFO sightings. I don't know if you ever heard of of it. Probably haven't. Area 15. No, what the fuck? Okay, I don't know. You ever heard of a sighting in Minnesota? No. So, the date. And maybe you heard of it. It's August 27th, 1979. Those dates mean nothing to me. So, imagine... Okay, but... um, Okay, just... Try to imagine, like, what happened on August 27th in history. Uh, It's my ex's uh, birthday that day. No, it's my birthday that day. Oh, you're right. His was the 28th. It's your birthday. I remember. I live a good life. (laughs) So, in Warren, Minnesota, about 20 miles from the North Dakota border, a sheriff's deputy named Val Johnson was on patrol in the early morning on Highway 5 when he saw a bright light to the south of Highway 220. He describes it as like a a small... A watermelon? Yes. No. <laughs> he describes it as like a, a ball of light. Okay. Okay. And he thought... He didn't know what, what he thought because he's headed towards it and he's like, is this a crashed vehicle? Did a plane fall down? Like, what's going on? And he says, as he approached it, the light instantly jumped through the windshield and hit him. 
like a 200,000, or I'm sorry, like a 200 pound pillow and instantly knocked him out. He woke up and he immediately, um, because he's a cop, he talks to dispatch and he says, so the dispatch goes, hey, what's your condition? He says, I don't know. Something just hit my car. What's your condition? Are you okay? Something attacked my car. I heard the glass breaking and the locks, the brakes locked up. I don't know what's going on. That ball of light's a bully. That's what I'm saying. According to the Sheriff's Office investigation reports, Johnson's wristwatch and the clock on the 1977 Ford LTD Cruiser stopped working for 14 minutes. Johnson said his teeth were also Mm -hmm. fractured at the gun line and his eyes were burned. Whoa. Was he blinded? He was not blinded, but he says his, his eyes were super painful. Oh, man. As if he'd been subjected to something like an arc welder burn. Um, What's that? I assume it has to do with welding. Oh, gotcha. And he said that on the 1980s TV show, That's Incredible, where where he recounted his story. Um, His story um, basically was super confusing to everybody, right? Everyone's like, how the fuck? Like, we don't know what happened. Nobody knows. He doesn't know. And to this day, he doesn't know what happened. Mm. Um, but there is a piece of evidence, right? Because there's a car mm. involved, and this car was looked at by like automotive experts at the time, and they could not determine how to replicate the damages that were done to the car. Wow! So, like a headlight was taken out, a windshield was damaged, right? Mm-hmm. There's two antennas on the car because he's a police cruiser. They're both just doubled over, like bent completely like 90 degrees it's pretty weird when you look at it i've seen it yeah it's odd um but i have to say i don't know how they don't know how the damage could be replicated because i don't know enough about cars so when i look at it, i'm just like i don't know looks like he hit some some a deer or something <laughs> i'm an idiot well they have like health and in- i mean um car insurance people that come out and assess damages like they they somehow are able to put together a scene of things that happen but i have to say there's no fender damage uh-huh. There's no damage to any other part of the vehicle. The windshield has a crack on it, or like a big crack on it. Yeah. Like it looks like something happened to the windshield. The antennas are bent. What you're describing the headlights are fucked. is all signs of a ball of light that weighs 200 pounds. I'm saying, is it, you know. Like, how, how would you not know that? It's a ball energy. <laughs> yeah. Some might say it's ball lightning. Okay. But how did it get through the windshield? Oh, because it's ball lightning. True. It's, I don't know. It's strong. Um, I always find it curious too that like all these stuff happen. This all of these sightings seem to be like near Canada or Minnesota, Canada, North Dakota. You know, like all I these. Think it gets a little more messy. But I well, okay, there could be that. But I'm also like, I wonder if there's been more UFOs here, or why don't they try to come here more? Because there's so much uh, light pollution that would like no one would even notice. Plus, we're all busy. So like right. I feel like like no one would even notice like there could be like five hundred in the hey. sky right now like it would be like fi- a fleet in the sky of UFOs right now and I don't think any uh, Angelina would notice hell no <laughs> uh, we'd film it though we try that's what I love about the people of it's Los all Angeles it's County. all uh, light polluted though like the, yeah, it's all like shit. so much street lamps and well and have you noticed because um if you have an iPhone and you try to use it as a camera like there's no zoom there is zoom but no it sucks. I mean, it's not, you can't get the moon. You're not going to yeah, get the moon. You're never going to get the moon. That's as what I mean. Learned. But you can get with a regular camera. No, you can't. 
You can get the moon. No, you can't. I've can't tried. I mean, you could get it with a high, a good I'm quality like a 90, photographer. Uh, uh, like 60D or whatever, 70D. Mm, I mean, moon. it really doesn't matter. You need the right lens. So it would be, you'd have to get the right lenses and the right. I'm just saying, you hold the iPhone, it's not going to be right. Yeah. But everyone always uses that as an argument like, well, everyone got iPhones in their pocket, they got cameras in their pocket. Yeah, yeah, no, but it looks like shit though. Yeah, it's true. Sorry. Okay, have you heard of the Zim? Oh, by the way, to this day, this cat. I feel cat- like the 12 has a pretty good camera though. Go ahead. For selfies. No, like, no, it has a really good camera. There's like four on the back. cameras for selfies. No, there's like three cameras on the back. That's what I'm saying. It's not a selfie camera. It's on the back, idiot. You, the front camera is the selfie camera. It's a back fee. You're so dumb. So, he says to this day, he doesn't know what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. And he's not claiming anything. He just says, I don't know what happened. And I think that it's good that UFOs are being less stigmatized now and people can talk about it more. That's good. Yeah. And he's very hard to track down. I've heard this guy. That's what I would say, too. If I don't want anyone calling me the alien person, like, I mean, you get a label branded on you and you're like, dude, I don't know what happened to me. I got my freaking eyes, eyeballs burned. Like, tell me it was anything else so that I could actually collect damages. See, for me, I, I just completely disagree. I would do a full merch line. <laughs> full merch. Nothing but. Well, you could do that merch with. Mugs. You could do that without. I don't having nothing a, that significant happened to me. That's what I'm saying. I'm waiting for something like something fucking to go down. I want to be able to sue someone if they're going to burn my eyeballs no, like no, that. No, no, I want. You can't sue an alien. That's what I'm saying. You got to merch it and you uh, got to mug it and you got to merch it. People don't know how to monetize gotta, anymore. That's, that's what you got to do for your whole life then. You got to be that dude. Yeah, hell yeah. Bobbles are fucked up. He should have been merching it the whole time. Yeah. He's like element 115. Y'all been getting that uh, since you went to my fucking museum. In 1987. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And you could buy Element 115 drinks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or rock candy. Yeah. And you take it home. (laughs) I've been doing that the whole fucking time. No joke, though. I used to be addicted to astronaut food. You know that dehydrated ice cream? Yeah. The ice cream sandwiches are not bad. They're so good. I was just obsessed with that as a kid. I was like, I can't believe it tastes like an ice cream. Don't even get it if it's not the ice cream sandwich. I promise you that's the one. No, get the Neapolitan. Oh, that's good too. I, I like have to that. say that is good too. I didn't really appreciate the cookie part of the ice cream sandwich one. Even the astronauts don't. Yeah. I watched astronaut Mike Hatfield make a burrito in space one that's time. That's so dope. And it was a 15 minute video. And I. How do they pee? They put their dick into a receptacle that vacuums it. What about up. a girl? She puts her, her vag up to a receptacle that <laughs> vacuums it up. Oh my God. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? That's nuts. But you have to remember that. Pee beads out in space. Yeah. So it's like not that bad, actually. Like it's pretty direct. Oh, so you, you can see like exactly. capture it with the. Yeah, it's easy. But then you have to chase your pee around. Well, if it gets out. Yeah. You sure do. Or else it gets on the instruments. I'm sure, the space janitor thinks it's a little more than not just not that bad. There's no space janitor. They're well, the space janitors. That's sad. It is sad. I wish our astronauts could spend more time just being astronauts and not being. And not space chasing pee beads. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And not chasing uh, tortillas, Chris Hatfield. I saw you. <laughs> Zimbabwe UFO incident. Have you heard of it? No. Do you know where Zimbabwe is? Africa? I don't know. Okay. So this official account is in 1994. <laughs> okay. This is when 62 children, aged between 8 and 12, reported seeing a UFO and strange beings also during their morning break. These children are now young adults scattered around the globe. And 
at the time they reported seeing a crazy saucer that just like first of all they saw lights okay like weird glowy lights and they all report the same way yeah they're bumping their lights being That's assholes what I'm saying, being yeah. dicks, as usual and then they're like look at me and then the the they see a saucer actually uh-huh and then the saucer lands and then this fucking cat gets out and he has like like big eyes uh-huh dark hair oh he has hair he has hair oh so it's not like the typical it's not like the spielberg the hollywood the spielberg alien oh uh, okay but he does have the same like you know how like their heads look like an upside down vase yeah that's what they have okay they have upside down va- but va- with like my color hair they have an upside down vase head and like nikki's color hair is it straight or is it like they just said they like had that hair this kind of hair that kind of hair that's I imagine they did this cool hair flip thing that you do as well. So they could I, never. They that. could never. But they had big bug eyes and that their eyes sat lower on their face than our eyes do. Yeah. So like it That's was like, what the KGB records looked like. Yeah, dude. There's more nose level, more walnut shaped eyes, bigger eyes. Yeah. So the children had direct eye contact with, the, with this thing, right? And they say. It could talk to them through the eyes. Yeah. Through telepathy. Yeah. I've heard that from supposed abductees. They also said at the time they saw a, another small creature walk around on the top of the craft that was parked. Another small creature? And they parked it in a handicapped zone, by the way. Oh, that's messed up. It's fucked They're up. They're assholes. Like I'm They're saying, dicks. A bunch of fuckboys over there. They're total fuckboys. Yeah. They're bumping their stupid fucking mics. <laughs> like, like we're going to go to Earth, mom. You can't stop us. Yeah. And their mom can't, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, they parked in a handy zone is what it says. No, okay. I wonder what hair does for them out there. Warms her head. I don't know. Okay. I don't fucking know. Why do we have pubic hair? It's the weirdest thing. Or were they trying to blend in with us? So they like got wigs. Oh my God. That's <laughs> that so dumb. Funny? That would be funny. That's like the Steve Buscemi meme. Hello there, fellow kids. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen that yes, one? Like, yeah, with the, the, backpack, sca- the skateboard yeah. in the backpack. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. Um, so they were, um, they said the, the they had big eyes like rugby balls. That's huge. Yeah, and then, then eyes? one of them was wearing a tight suit, uh, that sh- like tight shiny suit, wearing all black. And so I imagine he's wearing a garbage bag. Is what tight, I'm imagining. Shiny suit, dude. This guy's trying to do a person impersonation. You think so? Yeah, he's like, we saw Will Smith in Men in Bla- Men is Black. Men in Black. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, they wear these That's what suits. They, look like. they have dark hair. Yep, sunglasses. So the kids um, were told by these creatures, some of them, not all of them. This was 1994? This is 1994. Lines up. Some of them, not all of them, had a telepathic experience with them where they were told that we are fucking up the planet and that we're doing all kinds of destruction to it. Why do they tell it to kids and not the adults who are Because adults are going to die, you dumb fuck. Kids of the future. Don't you watch any commercials at all? Oh, I'd be so scared out of my mind if an alien told me tele- well, telepathically that <laughs> I was that I was fucking up the planet. Guess what? That's what happened. But if you're an alien, don't you think that the people who are more like you are the small ones? Because <laughs> you're small. <laughs> you're probably like, I don't know. oh, hey, these are probably the top brass. I wasn't sure because there's been like, there's tall blonde aliens that look like Nordics. There's a uh, well different episode. You're talking about a different episode, but yeah. Okay. There's just the small ones, and then there's apparently ones with uh, dark hair like me. Yeah. 
There's one with purple dicks too. Diverse alien cultures out there. It's out there. We all know about that. But I'm saying the kids immediately ran screaming to the to the teachers. There was one teacher who was on the lawn because all the other teachers went to have a faculty meeting. Uh-huh. There was one teacher who was there and they just got inundated with kids being like, we just saw the shit is fucked up as fuck. Why didn't, they, why didn't the aliens tell the teacher? I don't know. I thought the te- I think the teacher's on the phone or something. <sighs> Remember at the time there was phones, not mobile phones like we I had. No, I just I'm just angry that the that an adult wasn't there being informed. Be, like all these kids had to too. take all the trauma. I am too. How how many are in therapy now? So the teachers obviously didn't believe them at first. Yeah, but then and that's another level of they the- went home, told the parents the same fucking story, and then. They were all asked to draw pictures independently of what they had seen. And their drawings were all the same. They all had the same account, actually. Like, of the details, of the way they described it, of the the way that they looked, of what their behavior was, and what they did. Now, not every single kid a- agreed that they heard a telepathic method- message about. You got to look in the eyeballs. And not all the kids got the PSA, we'll say. I'm saying, like, if I saw that, maybe I wouldn't look at the eyeballs, so I wouldn't have got the message. Well, you got the, you got it all figured out. I don't. I'm just going off of what the Zimbabwe kids. No, said. I'm just trying to figure out the inconsistencies. I'm like, well, yeah, some kids probably didn't want to look at the eyeballs. If you saw a scary monster, I wouldn't look at the eyeballs. I would. Close no, my eyes. no, hell no. Especially like hear Medusa stories where they could oh, they could no. freeze you into a statue. No. Like, no, no, no. I'm not looking at your eyes. I can't even look at the at the insidious bad guy. I can't even look at people's eyes sometimes. Dude, I can't even look at Darth Maul. He scares the shit out of me. Yeah, he's pretty scary. He's scary as fuck, dude. I never even seen Darth Maul one time because I closed my eyes the whole time. Oh. I heard about what Darth Maul looks like, but I've never seen him because I'm too scared. So you didn't see it on a Taco Bell sticker? Like they had Taco Bell had him all over. The... I didn't even watch Star Wars, but I saw him because it's Taco Bell. I refused... You could win a Durango. I didn't go to Taco Bell back then. <laughs> my mom really wanted to. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? Your mom wanted to win a Durango, a Durango. from Star Wars? Yes. A Star Wars Durango? They were doing them at the Taco Bell. At, or, I mean, it might have been McDonald's, but I'm pretty sure it was Taco Bell. I'm, I Look it up. Google it. It happened. Look it, it up, guys. It happened. It was a thing. Google this it. This is the right episode for that kind of phraseology. <laughs> I mean, while they're Googling all the alien videos, like yeah, look Google up the Taco Bell promotion. The Taco Bell Darth Maul promotion. I think for that you Durango. could win a Durango. You idiots. So. Or I just completely misremembered all of that so documentarians spoke with the kids mm-hmm. now years later yeah as well they're probably like our age yeah exactly if they were kids in 94 exactly yeah um and they were doing the nickelodeon's the big help at the time okay but they did false pledges <laughs> like we did i want to hear what happens no, when fine. they ta- interviewed the story <laughs> the people they said that their tone of voice their body language, they were all so consistent. They told their stories with such conviction. And you can watch a video about this, like with this kid with these kids, like as it happened, because they, they sent like a film crew or like a news crew yeah. to like talk about it at the time. And like the kids, they don't seem like they're hoaxers, but yeah. you never know because there was that fairy incident in like the early nineteen hundreds where like these kids had like a story straight. But it was just two kids. Yeah. They said they saw fairies and it was all bullshit. It had to be a group of kids. It was this is a lot of kids. Okay. Yes, you said like 62 or something. Exactly. There's a lot of kids. So wait, what about now though? Like have they interviewed them now? So there's, yes, there's a documentary that's that's coming out or that's, I believe it's out already about this. Oh. Where the kids were interviewed. I don't know what it's called, but um, it's about the Zimbabwe UFO incident. You can probably just look that up and find out. And they uh, they interviewed the kids years later and 
they all have the same story still they all have the same conviction about it nobody's like we made it up mm-hmm. like it's all like yeah this happened to us and uh yeah it's just open for people to watch and be like holy shit if that was real that would be crazy yeah because even the teacher at the time was like i believe that they saw something i don't i wouldn't call it like that i think that they saw aliens or ats or anything but i believe that they all saw something huh so it's it's pretty interesting um so i i also want to at the end here get into some non-alien ufo sightings okay during the gemini 4 mission pilot jim mcdivitt spotted an object that he described as a quote white cylindrical shape with a white pole sticking out of one corner of it he took two pictures of it his partner ed white was asleep at the time mcdivitt maintains that it was some unknown but man-made piece of debris while james oberg agrees that it was most likely the titan II, uh second stage of the craft but this is what i mean by um so the Jim McDivitt UFO story has been used by people who believe in all this stuff already mm-hmm. as an example of an astronaut who saw a UFO. Right. But it's not what he says he saw. Yeah. So they they just take like a snippet of what he said and they go, well, yeah, he saw a UFO, a white cylindrical object with an antenna. What do you think that is, asshole? But he's like, no, I think it was at first I was confused and then I was like, oh, that's that part of. Yeah. If you can logically put two and two together exactly and do that first and but that's so but that's that's why you have to do both yeah when you talk about the subject you have to do both you cannot do this whole thing where you're like well you know prince says he saw an alien and it fucked him uh, yeah <laughs> or whatever you have to you know talk about the whole, that i would actually believe that that's funny you said prince because that's what i was kind of picturing the alien looking like um Me too. with the when they, you said the dark hair same i don't know why they telepathically reached me i think in a transcript of a gemini 7 mission the astronauts mentioned a bogey which ufologists have claimed was a reference to a ufo um based on trajectory analysis of the mission um the bogey was actually a booster debris, same shit as before, mm-hmm. and not a reference to some sort of UFO. The astronaut who made the comments, Frank Borman, later confirmed that what he saw was not a UFO. He just said, hey, we got a bogey. That doesn't mean it's a UFO. Mm-hmm. And then he offered uh, to go on the TV show Unsolved Mysteries to like clarify that. And the producers say, well, that's not. We want to it's have not you sexy. On. Yeah, what are you talking about? We want you coming on, talking about how it was talking a, about a solved mystery. Yeah, a piece of <laughs> That's trash. Not the name in space of the show. Or it was astronaut poop or whatever. Yeah, isn't that a urine bead? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. And um, so there's another story, a very famous story. Okay. That Neil Armstrong. Was, oh yeah. Was reported to have witnessed multiple UFOs during Apollo 11. Um, the sightings have later been attributed to jettison components. Additional stories were credited to a hoax spread by a sci-fi writer at the time named Otto Binder. Um, basically, they claimed, and I don't know if you saw the movie, Trans- the third Transformers movie in the beginning, mm. but there was um, this huge hoax that basically said, 
there's a part of the Apollo 11 mission that got cut off by NASA and by our government that did not get broadcast to the ground. Mm. But because the way they used ham radios at the time and the way they were broadcasting a signal back to Earth, some people intercepted what happened during the cut feed moment, quote unquote. And they were describing an intense interaction with extraterrestrials that was unexplainable and mind-blowing to them on the first moonwalk. Hmm. And that was total bullshit because you can pick up the audio at the time. Like, like you could actually pick it up via ham and people were doing that in Australia and stuff um, because that was like the most, um, the continent most directly facing them, like as far as like while they're on the mission. Yeah. Via, via the tilt of the earth and time of the year and shit. So, yeah, they they uh, they had this whole like notion that that happened, and it's like fact, and that's not real at all. Because people in Australia were like, "No, we didn't hear it." We, hey, mate, we didn't hear it, mate. We didn't hear it, mate. Yeah, exactly. So, well, were they listening to Kubrick's studio directed by Steve Spielberg? They did do it in Australia. Yeah. Kubrick was a big fan of shooting Australia. Yeah. He did Eyes Wide Shut there, I heard. And it was Kubrick and Steve Spielberg. Don't don't, don't get that twisted. Steve Spielberg did it as well. They're, yeah. They're I like both. how you call him Steve, like he's your buddy. Yeah. I like that. It's easier. I enjoy it. Um, In August 2013, according to NASA, astronaut Christopher Cassidy saw a UFO float past the ISS, the International Space Station, near its Progress 52 cargo ship. It was soon identified by Russian flight controllers as an antenna cover from a service module. Didn't they send monkeys to space? They sure did, many times. I wonder how they're doing. Well. But they're not still in space, right? They're doing all kinds of monkey business, is what I heard. <laughs> they're picking up fake phones? <laughs> Ham radios? To Earth. Yeah. The same incomprehensible like how did messages. They, did they, was there a person there when they sent monkeys? No. Well, the first one was just... Bobo and he got sent into space and uh and that's it? Yeah. What the hell? He We're so mean. For the first guy who orbited the earth, like in a So he just sent a monkey into space to die? Just to see what happens, yeah. That's so messed they're up. Close to a human body, so they wanted to see. <gasps> the yeah. wait, with no protection? No, they put him in a little space suit. It's hilarious. Oh my god. It's fucking hilarious. But they didn't bring him One back. One of the greatest to, moments in comedy. They didn't bring them back to Earth. They did bring him back to Earth. Oh. But they just didn't know he would live. Oh, and you, you made it sound like they just sent him out there and that, that's it. Oh, well, it. they did. They didn't know he was going to live. Well, I just, but I wanted to know that he came back. Yeah, he came back. Well, that's what I was trying to figure out. And you yeah, just dude. took well, me Well, those monkeys hole. didn't come back. Trust me. Don't oh. even worry about it. Those monkeys did not come back. They sent a dog out there? I don't, I think the Russians did. Mm. But um, we definitely were more into sending monkeys because it was more hilarious looking is what NASA said. I see. They have a little, uh, they have a little, a little space suit. A little helmet. <laughs> the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then cute. they put the little head headset, the, even though they can't say anything. All these fake knobs. Yeah, and they, the fake they, knobs. They, they make it look like they're yeah, the, you know, piloting the you thing. Know, they think they're piloting it. They're not. They're not doing shit. The little GoPros, like <laughs> they could talk to the crew. See, that's why NASA did that because they're like, that's way more hilarious than doing a dog. Yeah, I get why a dog's funny though. That NASA was famously saying, we get why doing a dog would be really funny. But we felt that doing sending a chimp into space was way funnier, and they were right. Well, between the Duncan movies and the Airbud movies, which one's more funny? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the obviously. Dun Duncan. 
I know Dunstan, Air, Dunstan. Air Bud is too serious a work of art. It's way too serious. Art. Yeah. But some people say that the United States won the space race because we put a man on the moon. I say because we sent monkeys to space instead of dogs. Mm. The USSR fell because they sent dogs to space and people just could not find it as funny as sending a chimp into space. That's why they're all, they don't smile there. They're not happy. No, because they're like, they lost. we know what we did. Yeah. We sent the less funny animal to space. We're not that funny as a people. <laughs> and now they know that. Yeah. Forward, yeah. So they just drink and play chess now. I know, man. It's sad. They, it's they sad what cut, their, cut their losses. It's sad what happened to them. Like we just always, do serious things only now. I've said that the whole time. You know, we tried our, our hand at humor and we just do serious things we now. We fucked it up. So we're going to wear some funny hats. <laughs> Hilarious hats. They're pretty good hats. Fur hats? Come on. You like don't they, need that much they way beat Americans. Is it really that at, cold over at, there? They have way funnier hats than us. Come on. Come on. It's not that cold. I would do it In too. And serve an eye? Come on. I got a really funny hat, like a fuzzy, like the most obnoxiously fuzzy hat to go to the snow for the first time because I was so scared of it. Do you know there are beaches in Siberia? What? Yeah, they call it the coldest place, but there's beaches there. Oh, where's Siberia? It's in Russia. Oh. Well, I, I thought it was a desert. Oh, that's Syria. Is Syria a desert? You know what? We have to end this episode. Um, <laughs> uh, Syria is a desert. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking. It's also a great resort town. Oh. For vacations. All right. And that's where our next sponsor comes in. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. So <laughs> travel Syria. Make sure you you plan your trip. Reach out to the travel agents. Exactly right. And uh, we will see you next hey, week. Hey, thanks to U.S. sanctions, we made Syria a great place they to don't travel. Tell you. you will check it out and you will love it. I have a feeling that this is something historic historical or political. No, U.S. sanctions makes everything better. Look at Cuba. Travel Cuba. I wish I was better at geography. So um, we'll see you next week right. and we love you. Bye, folks. We love you so much. Try not to get abducted by any aliens, hey, huh? nice. Little, nice. little green men out there, huh? <laughs> oh, way to undermine the whole subject. <laughs> At the bitter end. Uh, I did it. Oh, Got by him. the way, by the way, um, check what? us out on Patreon. Tell him. Check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash sticky. Thank you. You get we, Crypto Corner we advice. You do Crypto Corner. It's such a You get a live blast. streams. You get you extra episodes of shit they don't tell you there after it is. dark. There it is. You get, we're playing a poker tournament too. Oh, um, yeah. It's a no buy-in, completely just cash prizes from us. Uh, we pay you. For the winners. It's funny. We pay you, and then on Crypto Corner, you make money. How do we make money on this? We don't know. We'll figure it out later. (laughs) All right. Bye. Download the free app we tell you to download. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings. 
but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.